Welcome to To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Rachel Lyon to explore the latest in global cybersecurity news, trending topics, and industry transformation initiatives impacting governments, enterprises, and our way of life. Now, let's get to the point. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this special edition of To The Point Podcast. I'm Rachel Lyon here with host Eric Trexler. Good afternoon, Eric. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Rachel. It's my birthday and it's a special edition with Joe. It's awesome. I can't <laughs> wait for this topic. This is going to be a good one. Wait, it's really your oh. birthday or is it, it feels like your birthday because Joe Uchel's on with us today? Well, both, but it's actually my birthday. So it's a legitimate feeling, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was told, it's, to me, it's just another day. I was told I need to appreciate and celebrate and mark the day. So I'm trying, but I'm excited so about this podcast and the topic. Absolutely. So we're and celebrating Joe, with Joe. Exactly. Joe Uchel here, senior reporter, SC Media. Welcome to the podcast, Joe. We have, a, I think, a fun conversation ahead of us today. I hope so. Uh, the birthday thing is a level of pressure that I, I wasn't prepared for. Um, hopefully... <laughs> Well, if that's pressure, you'll be okay, Joe. We're good. Okay. <laughs> we will be so, okay. So where to start, Eric, Joe? I mean, so so much going on today. And I think, you know, ransomware is our, our big theme of the day. And and as we know, the the latest making the headlines. I know, Joe, you've you've written a few articles here on the colonial pipeline um and, and the ransomware. Um, you know, and, and and what a mess. You know, how 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 do we try to rein in this horse, if you will. And where do we even start with that? I, I know you've written an article recently on some some ways that we could look at regulations, sanctions, you know, things that have been talked about, um, you know, but are there other things that we could be thinking about as well? Like, how do we get to the heart of the purse strings that seems to be really driving this whole need for money, which, as we know, um, this ransomware game actually put a news release out saying we're only in it for the money. So, well, you're going right I, into the I, I'm heart. I'm just of jumping it. right in. It's a jumping off point. Um, so I think one of the interesting things with uh, with ransomware is the policy options are extremely varied, um, and most of them are discussed in terms of being very detailed uh, complementary packages that. You, you get five solutions if you get one. Right. Um, the the solutions that get talked about the most, I think, um, right now, uh, the one that the the one that I think captures the public imagination the most appears to be uh, just outright banning paying ransom. Um, right. There are a lot of problems with doing that. It may very well be a successful approach, uh, but what, when you talk about something like banning ransom, it adds a level of penalty to the victims that you might not want to uh, to incur. Um, right. And Joe, you said when you're saying banning ransom, you're actually the payment of. Yeah, some people have suggested that if you. Uh, if you force people, if you force companies to not pay ransom, it will dry up the economy entirely. Um, the downside of doing that, uh, a lot of it, it's very difficult for companies to imagine not existing. I mean, it's, it's difficult to put a company in a position where 
they're essentially choosing to go out of business. So a lot of people still- or or a government organization, and you know, state local right. government organization. How do you shut the city of Baltimore? Exactly. Down? I mean, there's there are situations where you absolutely want somebody to pay, like a hospital. You don't want a hospital to close. Um, there are situations where companies will definitely will pay and just try to keep it quiet because no one, no company wants to go out of business. Um, so you're adding a level of penalty to your 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 double. It's a double victimization approach right. to it. Um, you're adding another thing that people that if you pay once, that means that the ransom the people can extort you multiple times over the same issue because you've now broken a law, and every time you continue to break the law, you've broken a law. Um, well, and there's double extortion too. They can sell your information even if they right. you pay them and they unlock. Boom! All the content they stole, they encrypted and took, potentially um, took. Ends up on the dark web or wherever. Yeah, that, there, are, there are several other other issues with 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 trying to trying to create trying to approach this issue that way. Uh, there, there was a recent uh, a multi stakeholder group uh, task force run out of the Institute for uh, Security and Technology uh, couldn't reach a conclusion when they were discussing whether or not this is a solution which they think governments should uh, should pursue. But when you look at solutions that people are less iffy about, um, some of them include things like uh, trying to use law enforcement and or intelligence or military resources to try to break up the infrastructure used in these networks, uh, in ransomware networks. All of them involve the same kind of command and control infrastructure you see in other malware. So if you can interrupt those servers, right. uh, you cut off some of that control. Um, one solution that gets discussed is doing, is trying to increase global co- cooperation uh, between countries that harbor a lot of these ransomware groups and countries that uh, would rather not be being hit by ransomware. Um, and that can come through in a number of ways. Uh, sanctions was one you mentioned. Uh, people have mentioned potentially sanctioning Russia. Um, you could do yeah. go other routes. You could say uh, tie military aid to being more proactive about investigations with cybercrime. But um, in a lot of cases, foreign countries do not uh, do not investigate. Uh, criminals within their border with the same amount of vigor as we would hope if they're pointing their attacks elsewhere. One of the things you saw in the dark side ransomware, um, as well as with a lot of malware which comes out of Russia, is that it specifically checks to see if the computer networks it's infecting use the Russian language. Right. And that's because there's at least believed to be an unspoken agreement between the FSB and cyber criminals that if they're not attacking Russia, it's... The kind of, it, 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 it's not it's not going to be their priority. Right. Um, the bottom line is that there's very little way to necessarily affect a criminal who's in a country that we don't have good relationships with uh, to extradite those criminals. We sometimes capture them when they're on vacation. Um but uh and, and that is a legitimate uh legitimate thing to have on the table whenever there's indictments of Russian nationals or Chinese nationals. That's that's essentially what we're saying we want. 
Uh, but, but shouldn't the should, should the government that they're operating under, who isn't doing anything or isn't doing enough, should they be held responsible? There are not a huge number of ways to do that. I mean, there's there's sanctions. Uh, we can keep sanctioning Russia, but those might have a limited end. Um, yeah. There's only there's it's only a maximum right number of sanctions we can put on Russia or North Korea. Um, <laughs> right, and Nigeria is not going to sanction Russia, and like who yeah, cares? Nigeria, so. That doesn't one, work. one thing that you sort of need is a large global coalition who will make do whatever you want to do right. uh, together so that you can prevent some of the workarounds that go and that come up through sanctions. But a lot of the solutions that you see to ransomware are avoiding the, the government and the justice issue in, to, uh, to, in different ways. Um, you see some people talking about, say, modifying how cryptocurrencies are handled, um, finding ways to intervene in those payments, finding ways to reverse criminal payments, um, essentially bringing what, what, what's sort of a shadow financial system into the normal global financial system. Right. Um, you also see more efforts to try to raise the raise the base cost of intrusions, um, raise the cost, raise the cost, lower the profitability of using ransomware. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the long run, ransomware is sort of unique. It is very cheap to produce. Right. It's very cheap to run as an attack. And the results are incredibly asymmetrical to the intentions. Um, right. It's 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 at, like with 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 the the pipeline um, attackers are not necessarily considering that they're um, they're not in it to cut off forty five percent of the oil to the east coast. They would really just like a payday, but in a certain way, they're but cutting that's off interesting. Oil to- exactly, Joe. Right? I mean, it sounds like it never even occurred to them that. Oh, hey, we're targeting this pipeline because we want to get paid, but maybe they would shut off the pipeline to mitigate this threat. And it's like it never occurred to them that release they put out. And then what did they say at the end? Like, we'll be more mindful next time. <laughs> they'll be more that. mindful. They, 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 they aren't even the ones who did the intrusion. The, it's, right. a, it's an affiliate ransomware group. So mm-hmm. what they ultimately right. do is have um, they sort of lease out the rights to use their ransomware at anywhere you intrude. Uh, right, there's like software. Yeah. A they're basically, a software right. company. Yeah. In some there, it's level. it's 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 like the the people who come to your door and sell magazine subscriptions. Um, it just <laughs> just okay. similarly annoying. Um, but the uh, they don't have they, they they don't traditionally have oversight over who gets attacked and who right. doesn't get attacked. So occasionally, you run into situations where ransomware groups will release. We'll say like we'll, we'll we'll try to not do this in the future. Um, this has happened with hospitals before. Um, there are ways to go too far with this, um, especially during a pandemic. It's it's a risk to global supply chains that is also a petty crime, and that's a very tough thing to wrap your head around on all levels. So, so I have a question for you, Joe or Rachel. You might you might enjoy answering this one. The person who 
I'm going to say accidentally targeted Colonial Pipeline. I, I don't. I don't know that they even knew what they were targeting. I'm. I'm pretty confident from everything I've seen. They. They weren't going after the OT side of the business, and they had no expectation whatsoever that 45 percent of the of the of the of the petroleum delivery to the east coast of the United States was going to be shut down. What do you think happened to the individual who brought the heat of the United States government, DHS? FBI, you know, declares a state of emergency here. What do you think happened to that poor individual who made the mistake of, hey, I'm just running a script to go after, uh, you know, to make a couple million bucks here from a company. Boom. The United States is, is aiming at them. NSA is looking at them. I, I can't imagine how you slept that night. <laughs> well, it's not the it might not be the worst mistake somebody has made with ransomware so far appears to be want to cry. Um, and that, that's going back a few years, but that I, there's there's no reason. It's unlikely the way that was set up uh, in terms of they wanted all payments via email. So I mean, they were they were anticipating being able to handle these things one at a time. Um, yeah, there was no there was no reason. It did not appear that they thought it was going to get out of control that fast. It was poorly designed. There were a number of and they were working for. They appear to have been working for the. North Korean government. So if, if there is one person to worry about the uh, effects of screwing up a ransomware campaign, it's probably uh, it might have been it might have been WannaCry guy. Um, but the maybe you know, I, I heard in North Korea they executed a conductor, I guess, last week. I, I didn't even remember. didn't even read what he did. It's um, that was so this is up right. there, though, like. Whoops, we pissed off the president of the United States and most of their government agencies. If you're if you are uh, if you are a low level criminal, if you're working for organized crime in Russia, that might not be your first concern is whether people in the United States are upset with you. Right. Um, the uh, it's we're not. We might we are. Big and frightening, but not to not not as much to an individual who is outside of our our grasp. Because there's no no. I'm, I'm looking at it a little differently. I'm looking at it more as you just brought attention to everything we're doing, to everything we're about. The world we're on the world stage right now, where we don't want to be. We just want to quietly operate under the under the cover of darkness. And boom, you put the spotlights on us because you targeted a pipeline by accident. It's true. I mean, it does seem like that would not be in. That certainly, you don't want to accelerate the process of creating strategies to stop the business that you're in. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, or, or come after. But you. at the same time. Uh, Dark side has been incredibly visible in the past. Like you said, they had they put out a press release. They talked to the media. They're they are incredibly comfortable. Just uh, it's not the kind of thing. They're not the kind of criminals that we you you expect in the United States who are trying to stay entirely hidden. Uh, and trying well, to here's here's my perspective. I don't think so. So we know President Biden was briefed on Saturday morning about this. I don't. I suspect Darkseid's never been briefed to the president before, specifically. That's where it's like world stage. You, you, you kind of came out of the shadows, and I'm not sure you wanted to do that when you're when you're skimming your millions off the top. You don't. You certainly don't Quiet. want to be in a scenario where the president is going to send cyber command on, on a criminal mission. Um, uh, you know, to to try to to try to intervene on something that's 
you don't want to write become a nat- once you become a national security threat. There's a different level of um, a different level of attention right. and a different level. Of- well, and your host nation now has attention on them, which I'm sure is less than favorably looked upon. Right. Um, you would imagine so. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure care. how Russia is. Uh, I'm not sure how you tell the difference between relationship, the relationship between the United States and Russia before something goes wrong and after. Um, yeah, we're not. That isn't a relationship they've tried particularly hard to main to maintain, maintain and yeah. foster. Yeah. No. I, no. I get that. I just sometimes for me it's like. Look, we just didn't need this. It's almost like when your kids do something stupid and you have to deal with it and you're having a business. It's like, look, I just, you know, I, I didn't need Biden all over me right now and NSA escalating and Cyber Command looking at, you know, how are they going to, how, how are they going to, you know, uh, uh, deal with this? Could you have just picked a, yeah. a, a small town in, in Florida? Could you have just picked a, uh, you know, a, a pizza shop in Oklahoma? Yeah. They will continue. I mean, there will be, one of the problems with, especially an affiliate service, but with targeting in general, um, it's kind of, there are a lot of well-documented mistakes in targeting that get made. A lot of, a lot of times when you see ransomware that um, attacked, say, medical institutions, um, not a lot of times, but there have been inst- recorded instances where Medical institutions were attacked by accident because they thought they were educational institutions, like ones that are attached to universities. Um, having never targeted one of these campaigns myself, I can't really speak to to it. But I get I get the sense that it's not um, it's not the precision science on all levels all the time um, that you that you might hope uh, that they're not they're not necessarily doing a full threat. That they're, no one's anticipating that they're going to do a good, a full threat analysis, uh, like f- fully appreciate what's going to happen after uh, after they deploy something. You you do you do get the sense from reading negotiations that they are very well prepared on a lot of fronts. They they know what your rant they know what your policy is so that they can uh, ask for the maximum amount of insurance payout um, right away. But it's not. Um, I don't know if this. I I, I don't know. I, I I can't speak to whether this is a how precise how precise it's reasonable to to expect them to be. Because uh, it's what did we see with the the whole the was it um, solar winds right? It was kind of a spray and pray kind of let's cast a wide net, see what we get, and then like start figuring out the the whale targets that we got you know and go after those. It was kind of like that ish. Well, um, that I I don't know I don't know what the the a lot of time I, a lot of times with ransomware you see people purchase access to specific systems mm-hmm. um, that there's a mul- that there are multiple phases in the, that kind of economy where there's um, one group of people doing the physical breaching one people one group of people buying the access to post uh, the, to put in the malware. Um, I don't know that this was a, a spray and pray kind of issue. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, and especially with an affiliate program, since there are many different actors who are right. operating on it. Um, I don't. I, I don't know 
what's normal for the group in general, and I don't know what's normal for the specific person who was leasing the ransomware from from the group. Um, but I also I, yeah, I, I just uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know I don't know if I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a position to 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 evaluate the uh, to do to do to do like a draft night evaluation of uh, of the quality of the the, the, the ransomware prospect uh, right the targeting. Right. So, so Joe, let me let me ask you a question. And Rachel, I really I'm interested in your thoughts here. What if it ended in significant loss of life? It was a mistake. Criminal group going after a couple million bucks of money. We almost talk about it like it's petty crime. Right. Not that serious. It's not on the same level as nation state attacks. What if for some something happened that that killed 100 people in America? How do we think about it differently? It was an accident. Well, we didn't really target, you know, they probably didn't target. That wasn't their intention, but it's not money anymore. Now it's somebody, a criminal group, state authorized, state, state, you know, the state's looking the other way, reaching into our country. And I, I don't know, something happened in a hospital and, and, and all of a sudden the medical systems, you know, people died. Do we think about it differently? Is it more serious? On the, you'd hope that in terms of, uh, I mean, obvi- uh, you, you would hope that the more severe the con- the more severe the outcome, the more seriously it will be taken on a global level. At the same time, you sort of hope that um, we will reach some kind of stasis. Where the where all where where the the enterprise in general is being treated like that, uh, where we're more able to where it where it won't take the bad outcome to look into the prevention. But, uh, I phrase okay. that badly, but like you you want to get to. Um, You don't want to, in order to have a successful, in order to successfully reduce ransomware, we're going to need systems in place that exist and take seriously instances that don't, um, instances that don't result in the loss of life or result in the cutoff, a cutoff of petroleum to the East Coast. It's going to need to be, the bar is going to have to be lower, not higher uh, for us to be be disturbed uh, in order to, to successfully right. successfully uh, address the problem. But we're not that disturbed today. Like, we're kind of okay with it as a, as a society, I think. We're not I doing think, a whole lot. I think it's different in the United States. It, it might be different for the United States than in other countries, uh, just solely based on our time zone, uh, of all things. Um with WannaCry and not Petya, we were sort of spared because we were the main – because the attacks could be cut off. The attacks started on European right. time, not on American time. Right. By the time we woke up, a lot of it had been so- – but if you had lived through um, NHS in the UK having to shut down hospitals or if you were in the Ukraine where 
a substantial number of industries entirely and businesses went bankrupt. Uh, you've seen a much more robust range of damage that r- ransomware can cause. In the United States, we haven't really had that same scale of damage, but and we do a bad job in general converting what the equivalent of the financial damages to companies yes would be in terms of physical damage right um if you look at the the one time i, I went through the 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 just the reports for public companies um and losses from WannaCry were about the same as a like a medium-sized hurricane uh hitting the united states <laughs> and that's I mean, while you don't get the same loss of life and you don't physically see devastation, and I don't want to minimize either of those things. Right. The, the chance for ransomware to be devastating and significant uh, to it, shutting down a, a factory for a week or a port for a day is a substantial financial impact right. that has a substantial ripple effect to the people who are involved. It do, It's hard to translate that into... It's hard to feel that. It's hard to see what that did. Right. Um, yeah. The way that it is with 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 other types of crime. No, no, you're right. I was just trying to look up. Like with WannaCry, FedEx was impacted pretty severely. Like we're talking tens of, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, as I recall. Maersk, same thing. Mm-hmm. But we, I, I like what you said. We, well, I don't like it, but <laughs> I agree with you. We kind of wrote it out like it was a midsize hurricane, or maybe even a small one. And I don't think the government even got involved. Like FEMA wasn't activated or anything else. They just dealt with it. It was handled. I mean, there were there were investigations behind the scenes. They tried to name and shame the people involved. Uh, obviously, we there were press conferences, but I don't think it was something that the people within the U.S. felt the same way that um, – Europe did. Ukraine did. Europe did. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I keep going back well, to. No one, no one felt. No one felt not quite yet the way that yeah. Ukraine did. Yeah. It was right. A, I keep going back to uh, Steve uh, Grobman, CTO of McAfee. He always talked about the probability of cyber, which which is really I think it's uh, uh, incentive divided by risk. Probability of cyber equals incentive divided by risk. And you're, you're talking about the incentive, right? They're skimming millions of dollars off of organizations. They understand what the insurance payout is, so they know exactly what to ask for. Most organizations from everything I've seen actually pay. And the risk is pretty low. The nation state that they're they're represented from um, isn't going to do a whole lot. We, you know, the United States or, or the free world can't reach into those countries right. very easily to do a whole lot. So why stop? Right. I think that's well, the problem. Why stop? Yeah, that is, that is that is the problem, and so you Money. see a lot of solutions that are trying to interrupt the the either the the payment systems yeah. uh, that go into it, trying to introduce financial system like regulations to ransom uh, to sorry to to cryptocurrencies uh, to make it more difficult to get payments mm-hmm. because if you can disrupt the payment systems, that's the same thing as disrupting the. If you make it impossible to pay, uh, to to pay, or if you disincentivize payment, um, it 
dramatically reduces the ability to it makes it an unprofitable crime. And right. that's it lowers the incentive. Unprofitable crimes are not real crimes. They're not yeah. they're not crimes that exist. They're um so when you look at the, the ways that people have tried to approach that with cryptocurrencies, that's by um, adding in banking regula- uh, traditional banking regulations like Know Your Customer, where um, exchanges and other places where you would have to where you would cash out the crypt- right. you know convert the cryptocurrency back to normal currency, um, would have to be able to track the customers that they're involved with. Um, there's been some effort to say that uh, some people suggested that in order to list your cryptocurrency with an exchange it, that works in the United States, you would need to have some f- function to either recover funds or uh, freeze accounts. Right. Um, Can you do that with crypto? Of, I mean, today, th- that seems technically they, no. um, difficult. The, the, thing is, the thing with cryptocurrency is part of the appeal is uh, beyond it just being this weird speculative economy that yeah. – um, isn't a, it isn't very good at being a currency right, uh, right now. Um, beyond uh, beyond that, uh, people do value the anonymity and the ability to transfer funds across borders without right. paying taxes. There's no governing authority, have, really. By design. The government, yeah, the governing authority are a bunch of people who own the currency and would have to vote for it to be to be changed. Like and the, I'm saying until twins, it's changed, right? there's really I mean, part of the design is that distributed nature. Yeah, until 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 they are cha- specifically changed, but what the United States might have the ability to do is make it harder for exchanges to trade those currencies. Mm-hmm. So that would incentivize them to change them, or they could make it harder to ha- impo- uh, harder to have an anonymous account on one of the exchanges with one of the exchanges. So it would be harder to purchase or cash out those. So if we, let's say we 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 find a way with cryptocurrency, what prevents them from just doing a you know, uh, uh, an account in the Cayman Islands. Well, you know, if, if you d- wire some money to this unknown account, and we'll we'll unlock your gear. The um, I think it's it to an extent it's still more difficult to do. Yeah, it's more friction. There's more friction involved in that. I mean, people. One of the people have this image of of Swiss banks, but I, I don't think that there's the same level of anonymity. Agreed. Within the global banking system that there had been in years past, um, Swiss banks are no longer Swiss banks, basically. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the 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 ca- other cash out methods that got, that criminals have used over the years are things like buying gift cards, and that's very hard to do in multi-million dollar denominations. <laughs> I got like a $52 um, one here. I, haven't, I, I, I always <laughs> lose them. It's a mess. $250 million Applebee's gift card. Yeah, and, and then you to, lose it. It's almost like losing your uh, Bitcoin. There are other ways to try to, to, try to tamp down a little bit on this. Uh, one of the things that the government has looked at, uh, one of the things that's been mentioned has been um, – requiring reporting of cryptocurrency payments so that co- companies can't do it in secret. But they're still um, doing it. They're adds, just reporting and, and they'll still do it, but it adds, it adds a level of infamy to it right. um, or require even just requiring a risk analysis to make sure that they are actually saving money by, ba- by p- doing the payout. Because right. in some instances you're not right. um, in many instances you are, but in some instances you're not, it's a legitimate, it's, it, there's there's a legitimate business case to be made for paying ransom in many situations 
but um, by requiring people to look into whether uh, there is a decryptor key which is already available or whether you know the backups they have are will it be cheaper to restore from that than it will be to you know go one by one and unlock systems. Um, doing the, that kind of analysis isn't currently part of the process. A lot of times with insurance companies, they they go for speed over uh, speed and lack of friction over uh, that kind of consideration. Um, and doing that might reduce the amount of times people pay. Uh, what you're going to need to see is a multifaceted solution that both attacks the economy of ransomware and creates uh, you need to see something that uh, that works on a geopolitical level on an individual level on a business level and on like a financial system level uh, there, 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 it's not a single it's not a thing that will take a that a single solution will fix uh, right. What you're saying, go back to the incentive and the risk, and you've got to lower the incentive and increase the risk. Yes. Is, 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 or at least that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's based on the approaches that I've heard, based on the, one of the things that um, the, the RTF report is very clear on is that uh, the, 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 that, that IST group is very clear on is that you need complementary solutions covering a variety of different phases of the attack working in concert with each other. This is, it's not, um, it's not a, it's not a problem that can be, it, there's no, it's not that, it's not a, it's not that there's a no silver, it's not just that there's no silver bullet, but there, there's, there's no, I'm struggling to come up with a good metaphor. There are, there are no silver bullets inside. No, no silver bullets, it's guaranteed. It's also, no you, silver you bullets. Need, you need both like a, bull, a gun and a bayonet. I'm really not doing good with the, 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 the No, I know. The metaphor yeah, I mean, not, isn't working well. But the point is that you need a multi-layer, that you might need a multi-layered. A multifaceted, multifaceted approach. approach. Um, and even then, you will likely see a lot of the people who are involved in these crimes go to other types of crime. You won't, I mean, it. You are uh, when you've seen in the past. You've seen things like uh, when one when one aspect of crime has reduced, other aspects of crime increase. Right. Uh, yeah, you'll see the same thing here, uh, but hopefully not in a way that uh, ties ties businesses to a railroad track, uh, and uh, you know, hopefully not in a way that risks right. closing a closing a company. Um, right. Now, I, I think about the team at Colonial Pipeline and, you know, we only know what's publicly available, but it seems like they did the right thing to protect the business once they were compromised. I think about all the businesses that don't have the publicity, mm. that don't have the support of the president of the United States, of NSA, of, C of CISA, you, you, know, you name it, the Department of Transportation, what about all, yeah, I, sometimes I think about all those little businesses that just, you know, the city of Baltimore, we got to write a check. Mm -hmm. What what do we do? Yeah, what do you yeah. do? There are a couple. It's tough. The, the, the law firm Baker Hostetler uh, does uh, a yearly report on the outcomes of the, what, what happens to their clients. I mean, obviously. I just read it. Oh, it's, 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 a, it's a fascinating report because. Yes. You see. When people 
we tend to believe that um, there's a common narrative that paying ransom is inherent, both risky and uh, and and moral and a moral failing. And there's sometimes there are a lot of instances where you can debate the moral failing part. There are a lot of instances where it is not risky and is probably the best business decision a company can make. In fact, they talk about, you're going to love this, Rachel, the majority of companies pay. Well, they, and they the majority found, of companies get their data back. Like companies that pay through using a using a negotiator, so using somebody who's able to, who knows the players and is able to vet whether this is a, co- a company that will um, will vet whether a uh, it's legitimate. Yeah, yeah. Vet, vet whether they will give you your data, right. give you the the key back. Um, a legit a, hostage negotiator. A legit negotiator. Uh, about ninety eight percent of the the, the, the Baker Hostetler clients. Uh, Use one of those, and about ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent of them retrieve their data. I believe I have. Think about that, Rachel. It works. Well, it, it works. It does uh, work. I'm going to tell you to pay me, or you'll lose everything. You say, "Well, okay, you pay me, there and you are, get it back, but, and I go do it to the next person." There are plenty. There are considerations that need to. Exa- I mean, you need to. You do need to consider that if you pay, you encourage other payments. You, know, you encourage the crime to continue. Uh, you, you still do need to fix your network so that no one uses the same mechanism. And that's the thing. There was the company that got hit by the same ransomware gang twice. They paid. They got it back. They didn't fix it. The gang like poked around. Hey, the door's still open. Got him again. They had to pay ransomware twice. The door is always open. I can go here. I can go there. Exactly. You'll always be able to get exactly. in. One of the things that the 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 RTF report suggests uh, is RTF the the ransomware task force, the the yep. Institute of the Security and Technology Group. Um, one of the things that they suggest is coming up with a fund to help restore companies that don't pay. Um, so to provide some financial incentive. Not to pay and make it easier and for take companies. the incentive from the attacker. Yeah, take some of the incentive to to immediately pay away, um, or at least it changes the economics of um, it changes it changes the the demand. Uh, but that almost takes the incentive to protect yourself and lowers that incentive, which is yeah, I mean, it's like insurance. Would, I'll be okay. It might need to be something that would be done in concert with raising regulatory levels of uh, increasing the the regulation, bare minimums of cybersecurity. Um, That might be something that needs to be done anyway, even without it. Uh, It's every time. It's a -a whack-a-mole game. There, there, There are anytime you anytime you increase. Anytime you increase the, the involvement of either law enforcement or the government in trying to prevent it, you disincentivize people from protecting themselves. And anytime you uh, incentivize people to protect themselves, right. um, it's just one You're of those promoting things where the activity. You, right, need, right. you need multiple. It's something that most people believe you need multiple layers to, to, to accomplish. It's a hard problem. So, so Judge, you, you talked to, you, you've spoken with people at the policy level. You've spoken to people uh, on, on the attacking side, on the defending side. Are, are you hearing a lot of organizations really step up their game in protecting themselves? Or are they just like, look, it's whack-a-mole. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And, and if we get hit, we'll deal with it when it happens. Right. 
I, th- I think one of the things with businesses is it's a wide and terrifying tapestry of, of, of stances towards cybersecurity. Um, you, you obviously, when you look at some of small businesses, businesses that are very concerned with growth, oftentimes neglect cybersecurity. It's not one of the, th- you, yeah. you don't tend to see a cybersecurity guy in the first five hires of a company. Like it's not the, the first concern that you have. Um, the uh, there are certainly companies that are better situated to handle the attack, handle an attack than others. But anybody who can, but companies that are good at evaluating risk mm-hmm. uh, will know that this is a risk, and it's a fairly substantial risk because it's not just a risk of the paying of the ransom that you have to pay. It's a risk of the factory floor maybe shutting down. You know, sending your employees home for the day, uh, bad press, um, po- potentially having files leaked. Um, who knows? I mean, even even depending on the. Uh, in some instances, it might be a cover for a different type of attack. Right. Uh, and, and who? I mean, who knows when? Even though most people receive a key, even though almost everybody received the key to um, retrieve their files again in that in that law firm report. Yeah, the study. You don't want to be counting on someone else's ability to code a decryptor uh, when it's your files. Like you don't want to be in the situation where you're hoping that someone else is 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 capable of is just even technologically capable of, right. of, of solving the problem they've created. Well, well, let's take it up a level. If if I'm Russia, if I'm China, you know, some of the great disruptors out there who like the United States to be disrupted so they can do what they want to do. Like what a, what a great next example here where yes. if, if, if I want to, I don't know. You, I mean, yeah, that, if I want to do that something was, against my population and I don't right. want it to be on the front page of the press, I'm going to have the dark side boys in my backyard go and uh, hit another pipeline next time. Or I want to invade the Ukraine. Boom. Hey, dark side, go kick this off on May 12th. That is essentially what happened with with Sandworm, with with the NotPetya attack. Mm -hmm. Well, exactly. Um, Yeah, NotPetya. Exactly. It was a massive operation. It it was, by some counts, the largest cyber attack in history um, and uh, was... Disguise was was put on under the under the the guise of a uh, of a ransomware attack. It presented as a ransomware attack, um, and that is yet another reason to try to solve the problem. If you make it, if you don't, if you can eliminate a lot of a lot of the uh, actual a lot of the actual ransomware, you also make that a less attractive cover. Um, not that other governments will, you know, give up and go home, but you at least you, make it more difficult, right? Yeah, you 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 cut down some of the bushes that you could be hiding in. Power, oil and gas. I mean, there's some critical industries here where the government does end up holding the bag, even though, you know, maybe Colonial Pipeline did a good job on cybersecurity. Maybe they didn't. You know, I certainly don't know. But the government ends up, to some extent, having to deal with the people who don't have gasoline. 
Right. Or if it's winter, they and don't all the hoarding have heating that's fuel. Happening. Yeah. Or right. I mean, there are downstream consequences. It'll be interesting to see. And Joe, I don't know if you know. Did they pay it? Are they going to pay it? What's the influence am, they get from the government to pay it or not? Now that they're on the national stage, international. They have they have said that they could potentially. Um, I, I don't know that we know, but um, I, I, I think that some of the issue with, um, at least according to them, some of the shutdown was precautionary to try to prevent uh, a problem on their, their problem on their IT networks from converting to their OT networks. So right. going out, going from their business networks to well, they're keeping the, it from spreading. Right. They're keeping it from spreading. That makes sense. And they've said that they might be that if they needed to, if if they were willing to be risky, they could. They could open the pipelines again. They just don't want to be. They don't want to. You know. Well, right. It's because not a test they want to run on the fly because their um, ITOT networks are connected, and their OT networks are connected to the internet, which is a horrible. It happens everywhere, but horrible practice. It's it's one of those things where um, if if we lived in a world where uh, that w- that all wealthy industrialists. Uh, also worked in information security. It would probably not work that way. Um, <laughs> but you see world. things like the pandemic, where uh, it's if you need to run a work from home operation with your industrial equipment, turn it on. You, yeah, you can't. You can't do that uh, unless you have some kind of, yeah. some level of connectivity. It's it. Like COVID made it almost impossible to not be to, for most. Well, there are, and I don't want to get into a sales pitch, but there are technologies out there. <laughs> um, so, Rachel, question for you: Dark side, right? On their website on Monday, I'm going to read it to you here. They didn't directly refer to the Colonial Pipeline, but they had a heading on latest about latest news, and they noted their goal is to make money, not create problems for society. Why do you think they didn't just? decrypt the ransomware and let Colonial Pipeline get back to business safely and securely, is, is it because their goal is to make money and they, despite, yeah, sorry about that targeting mistake, but we'll at least make money off of it? Well, yeah, they're here to make money, Eric. I mean, that first and foremost, it's kind of like, oops, sorry about So we're on the world stage, down. sorry about that, but we still want yeah. our money? But if you pay us, we <laughs> promise we'll give you your stuff back. What do you I think, mean- Joe? <laughs> Not too altruistic here. They did say yeah. to avoid social consequences in the future. They would be mindful. They're going to do. Right? They're going to do checks on their fellow cyber criminals. I mean, I, I thought that was a great statement. I, I felt much better going to bed that night. Absolutely, absolutely. It's they're 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 some of the the, the nice the nice cyber criminals, the, the ones that things that you can bring home. They have a heart. They still want the money though to turn things back on for poor old Colonial Pipeline. Uh, that, based on based on what we can see, uh, that that does seem that does seem to be the case. Well, at but, this point, uh, right? I mean, you might as well get paid. I mean, if it gets all this attention, you don't want to walk away empty-handed, right? I don't. Know. I mean, you would you would you would need a new name. Yeah, you you might want to be light side. Yeah, maybe just, we could start a Twitter campaign for suggestions and let them know. Collect money that way. They could probably make some money on that too. But a, a GoFundMe for renaming Darkside? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So where do we go from here, Joe? We, we've got policy issues. We've, we, we've got a lot of options. A lot has to happen. A, a lot has to come together. 
Do you see material change after this, or this is just yet another one of the many ransomware attacks, the many industrial control system attacks that we've seen, and we're just going to continue to see more until something bad happens? If you watch... uh if you watch the government hearings, if you watch the federal hearings right now, you see a lot of representatives and senators discussing ransomware attacks on either local businesses or even more frequently on um, local governments. Um, it's clear that the status quo is not uh, – can't be maintained at least right. – well, the number of attacks are going up, so the problem is growing. At some point, right. we have to do it, something. It, it, right now, it does seem like there's an appreciation that that is a problem. Um, the other issue right now that they are working on is also supply chains. Right. Um, in the past, there have been some problems with Congress working on two cybersecurity issues at the same time. But part of that has always been that their um, expertise and exposure – we might be at a point right now where it's reasonable to expect some kind of action at some point on it. There does seem- and when you say some kind of action, are you talking material or Cyber Command may do something to make a statement? Before all of, before all of this, before the, the pipeline attack, um, I had already heard some rumbling about Cyber Command becoming more involved in these kinds of uh, in criminal enterprises that might be and, and ransomware enterprises that might be uh, might be of danger to national security. Like more off, um, offensive okay. strategies? Because that's a military. Thing, well, there are, two, there, there are ransomware gangs that have some ties to the Russian government. There are ransomware. Obviously, North Korea has had their hand in ransomware before. Um there's been talk that they might convert, they might do more with the um, let's call them the private sector, but private privatized ransomware. Um, but at the same time, I think it, you you get the sense in Congress that they want to that they they, they see the economic harm that can be caused, right. and that they see the, yeah. the the government harm that can be caused. Right. Um, the uh, and every one of these instances brings that back. Um, it's not cl- from the discussions um, I've seen. There doesn't seem to be a singular idea that they're coalescing around. Although a lot of people have, and the re- one of the reasons that I keep bringing up the ransomware task force report, um, they have praised that. A number of the people from the report were called into a hearing for a ransomware. La- um, Last week, sorry, it's one of the charms yeah, of COVID. Is uh, I have no sense of time anymore, um, and they've they've received good press from that. I mean, it was a report which was done in conjunction with several government agencies within the United States and abroad. Mm-hmm. But the um, it seems like there's an appreciation that this isn't a theoretical problem right, right now, and that's you almost always the start of something better. Right. In the past, right. um, I mean, certainly after Equifax, we didn't see the massive whole, the massive changes that people right. expected after the Russian attack on the elections. 
we didn't see massive changes. So who knows? Right. But um, this is this is there's reason to be optimistic uh, from a policy standpoint, at sure. least. And I think that there's even more real reason to be optimistic from a um, from a businesses understand that there's a problem that they might want to stop standpoint. Um, hopefully, between the two of them, between all of that, there's a uh, there's a good solution that comes out of it. Yeah, we certainly need to something. do something. We're trending in yes. the wrong direction. Yes. Okay. I know. Rachel, no, uh, no con- concrete no. answers here. Lots of Lots options. Of options. Uh, Joe, once again, your colonial pipeline attack up on uh, scmagazine.com on the 10th so of good. May was, yes. it, it really had some thought provoking ideas yes. in there. Some of the people, you know, you, you interviewed the, the way you wrote it. I, I, I do appreciate it. Um, um, and I, I think I, my I favorite sure quote there was, here. you know, would the mafia ever put out a news release? <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's true. Uh, I think I believe that was uh, Jim Jim Lewis from yes. uh, from CISA. Yes. Uh, but the, the, the uh, yeah, it's uh, they. Pete, his his point is that um, ransomware gangs are very comfortable that they will not be in any real jeopardy while they are still within Russia. Right. Um, right. It's not like the FBI can just go after organized crime. In New York or New Jersey or right. whatever, because they're not in New York yeah. or New Jersey. Or it's it's not like if they were if it was a crime group out of out of England where we could we could ask for help. But there have been a surprising amount of people. If you look into it, there have been a surprising amount of um, people who have been arrested going on vacation um, more than you would think. Probably mo- not not enough that it would. It doesn't seem. Immediately, like there's been, I mean, obviously it's a crime that's been growing and it doesn't affect everyone, but uh, the the arrests have not stopped everything, but, um, and there needs to be more done, but uh, I don't want to. So we need to get the tourism industry involved here is what you're saying in this. Yes, if you can, if if you can call the the seashells and uh, I believe, I believe Majorca is another place which they've had some, some arrests. They should run special programs. Any, any computer IT personnel really skilled at malicious, uh, whatever, yeah, like, like a 20% off next exactly. month. Come on down. Like a combination capture the flag airline ticket promotion. And that's, nice. yeah, that would yeah. solve right. ransomware. Just, I think we've solved it. Uh, I think that's it right there. Yeah. It's like, it's like, that's the answer? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm worried that the next one has second or third order consequences that are a lot worse than <laughs> what we're even seeing here. So I, I hope you're right. I, I, Rachel, Joe, you may have the answer here. I'm not sure it's quite on target, but you're close. But uh, we, we definitely need to do something. It, it's time for the government to step up and help out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Joe, final question. Optimism for the cyber path ahead. Uh, do, do I have it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, there are so many ways that things have gotten better since I started covering this that it's hard not to be optimistic. Right. There are a lot of ways that things have gotten worse. Sure. Um, 
when I started covering cybersecurity, if I didn't show up, no one would notice. Um, that's not yeah. really an option now. Right. Like there's 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 enough going on that uh, that that it's so critical to our lives. Yeah. It's embedded in every facet of our livelihood. There, there was a time when everything we were writing about was like, this is a thing that could happen soon. And we've reached that soon. Right. It's everything that we were writing about as an option is happening. now happening. Um, and we're reaching the point where things that we weren't considering happening uh, are happening. And that's. Um, and that, that might have been 2016 when that started. I mean, the. It's uh, things have gotten better even as things have gotten worse. Okay. But the things that have gotten better are things like pe awareness of the that there is a problem yes. um, and the desire to spend money to fix it. Right. And th those are kinds of things that, that seem like a good foundation to uh, right. Worst case scenario, I'll I'll still have a job in fifteen years. So. Yeah, that's that's not a great situation. No offense. I, no, I'd love no, for all of us to be unemployed my, and employed in a different industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah my yeah uh, uh, my my very employment is a sign of a sign of failure. Uh, As is mine. What a depressing. Isn't it great? Okay, on that happy yeah, note. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Bring Joe, way um, to close the show out today. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the hoping I'll be unemployed. Yeah. No, it's 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 a kind of it's a problem that will obviously always be there, but um I don't think it's it's no longer a, just a problem that you see in it's not a it's not the kind of thing that is 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 only in science fiction right. movies right now. Right. The problem right. that We're only with the experts who are trying to get some acknowledgement that this is a problem. Exactly. When we're hitting gas, when we're hitting, you know, shipping with not pet yet and, and, and the like, the banking mm -hmm. ability in the Ukraine, the common person's talking about it. They, they definitely know. You see it in very common publications mm -hmm. even. Yeah. Yeah, big problem. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping you do. Hope so. Yeah. Hope so. I think we just need one more anyway. podcast, the three of us, and then we'll have it. <laughs> yeah. You think, you think that's I'm, it? We'll, we'll hone you two. We'll hone it. I'm not sure you're there, but maybe. We got ransomware, so we just need to do, um, I think, uh, what? Denial of services and uh, yeah. um, people defacing websites. And then I think we're, we're done. Yeah, nation state that's attacks. Right. And we got a few others out there. But, yeah. 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 Joe. Yeah. Joe Uchel, thank yeah, you so thank much you. for spending time with us. Really, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Rachel, I'll turn it over to you. Yes. Uh, well, again, thanks, Joe. Awesome conversation. And to all of our listeners out there, be sure to smash that subscription button so you get a fresh episode every week delivered right to your inbox. And you can get Joe Uchel delivered right to your inbox with this episode. Uh, until next time, stay safe out there, everybody. And, and we'll keep coming back until uh, the industry goes out of business, I guess. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts.